This podcast is a presentation of UCTV.TV, University of California Television. Like what you learn? Help others discover UCTV podcasts by leaving a comment or rating in iTunes. I wish to thank uh, Ajid and uh, Pascal for uh, their invitation uh, to speak at this CARTA meeting on uh, altered states of the human mind. And the topic of uh, my presentation uh, is on uh, cognitive enhancement, including nicotine, caffeine, cocaine, amphetamine, and general anesthesia. The uh, psychostimulants or uh, cognitive enhancer uh, alter the states of uh, the human mind, and they are known to be drugs that are pleasurable or invigorating, which include uh, smart drugs, cognitive enhancers. And all these drugs are claimed to improve uh, the cognitive function, particularly the executive ones, the memory, the creativity or motivation. And um, uh, this uh, uh, include, of course, uh, uh, well-known uh, compounds like cocaine, which uh, leads to increase of... Uh, alertness, feeling of well-being, euphoria, which uh, cause uh, uh, increased energy and motor activity, feelings of competence, and even enhance sexual vigor. Uh, there is also amphetamine, which uh, improves cognition, inhibitory control, episodic and working memory, attention, performance of effortful tasks, Modafinil is a curious drug. It's a wakefulness-promoting agent, which uh, increases uh, alertness, particularly in sleep-deprived individuals, and uh, which enhances some executive function, facilitates reasoning and problem-solving. Last, uh, caffeine, which increases alertness, as uh, everybody knows, and nicotine, uh, which uh, improves alerting and orienting attention and episodic and working memory. These uh, compounds are known since, uh, uh, for some of them, uh, the Paleolithic in humans. Uh, they are very old. One can find some of them in even mummies in uh, uh, ancient Egypt. And uh, uh, the general idea is that uh, uh, this uh, consumption of drugs, which is commonly done in uh, several societies, um, contribute to social and group solidarity, to join people together uh, and their relationship within the society. Uh, now, uh, the main um, message of um, my presentation is that drugs are social representation of brain chemistry. Uh, in uh, anthropology, uh, it is... Uh, 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 known that uh, nicotine, uh, for instance, is used as the uh, ch uh, chewing plant uh, with tobacco, and uh, by uh, Aboriginal groups of Central Australia, they cause um, some kind of trance-like states in these uh, human beings, and uh, allow Aboriginal population to, as they say, run hundreds of kilometers without food or water to excite their courage in warfare, and uh, uh, they also <coughs> cause some kind of habituation or addiction, which is well known uh, with nicotine. So this uh, uh, traditional use uh, of uh, nicotine is a, is a good example uh, of how some of these uh, enhancing uh, drugs uh, 
are uh, being uh, used um, by uh, some population of the world, like cocaine as well, in uh, South America, where uh, uh, it is uh, well known that uh, from uh, Andean workers, since uh, about uh, 3,000 years, these uh, compounds are uh, being used, uh, cocaine is used to reduce fatigue, to improve the moon, and also, again, uh, increase sexual vigor. The uh, mechanism um, uh, of uh, action of uh, these uh, cognitive enhancing drugs is uh, to uh, affect the chemistry of the brain, and uh, to understand uh, their mode of action, we have to realize that uh, our brain is made up of nerve cells, uh, and uh, that these uh, nerve cells make uh, networks of connections, and uh, these uh, network uh, uh, of connections uh, are established at the level of synapses, of contacts, and uh, that you shall see here in, uh, in this uh, slide. And uh, these contacts, which are uh, the size of uh, bacteria, about one micrometer, you can see that the space between the two cells is uh, empty, if I may say. And in fact, in this uh, empty space, uh, some chemical substances called neurotransmitters are released and um, affect uh, the uh, other side of the synapse. So there is a chemical communication between uh, the nerve cells, which is... Uh, uh, taking place uh, through compounds which are referred to as neurotransmitters, and uh, some of them are acetylcholine, and uh, here norepinephrine, dopamine, or uh, amino acids, like GABA, or glycine, or glutamate, and even polypeptide. And um, in fact, one often thinks about the brain as being an electrical system. Uh, here we see it as a chemical system of intercellular communications. Now, the uh, uh, cognitive enhancers, uh, I just uh, mentioned uh, at the beginning of my talk, um, uh, are, uh, uh, if you wish, uh, considered as uh, mimicking uh, the neurotransmitters and the brain-owned chemicals, like, uh, for instance, uh, Nicotiana tabacum, uh, which is uh, from which uh, nicotine is being extracted, produce, uh, in fact, a compound here, which is an analog of uh, acetylcholine. Uh, the uh, coffee uh, produces uh, caffeine, and, uh, which is uh, uh, an analog of uh, adenosine, and uh, from uh, uh, the coca plant uh, is extracted cocaine, which... Uh, uh, like uh, amphetamine monophenyl is uh, some kind of structural analog of noradrenaline, another neurotransmitter. And now, in the case of um, the general anesthetics, which, in fact, uh, uh, create a, a loss of uh, consciousness, uh, like desferon and propofol, uh, the idea is that these uh, compounds are uh, mimicking, uh, to some extent, the interface between leaking and and proteins. So there are uh, uh, some structural analogies between uh, these uh, drugs, these cognitive uh, enhancers, and um, general anesthetics, which is uh, again uh, a class of compound which is uh, having, if I may say, in simply the opposite of um, the cognitive enhancers. 
Now, some of these uh, cognitive enhancers target the synapse uh, at uh, the presynaptic level, the other at the postsynaptic one. And uh, for instance, in the case of uh, cocaine and uh, amphetamine, uh, it is uh, uh, well known that uh, they act on the presynaptic transporter of uh, neurotransmitters, while in the case of uh, nicotine and, and caffeine, they act on the uh, receptors from uh, the neurotransmitter on the opposite side uh, of the synapse. So, uh, in a general manner, uh, the uh, cognitive uh, enhancer acts either pre- or post-synaptically and uh, therefore modify uh, the action of the neurotransmitter or the level of the neurotransmitter in the cleft uh, in the synapse. Now, uh, if you look more carefully at uh, the effect of uh, uh, nicotine, for instance, for example, uh, you uh, ask uh, uh, where does it act on the uh, postsynaptic receptor, and uh, studies on uh, the uh, atomic structure of uh, the receptor for nicotine, which is a nicotinic acetylcholine receptor, uh, which is associated with an ion channel. You can see here that uh, nicotine is acting at the level of the acetylcholine binding site, the, the uh, neurotransmitter binding site. Now, if you look at uh, caffeine, it is uh, also acting on the uh, adenosine uh, receptor, uh, and uh, uh, which is uh, a receptor uh, different from uh, the nicotinic receptor in the sense that it is linked to uh, G protein. It's a metabotropic receptor, this is a ionotropic receptor. And as you can uh, see very easily on this slide, at the atomic level, uh, the caffeine is acting at the same place. Uh, as uh, the neurotransmitter adenosine and take its place, in fact. So, uh, another aspect which is uh, interesting is that the receptor uh, may exist uh, uh, either on uh, active or uh, resting conformation. And, uh, uh, in fact, what uh, nicotine does is to stabilize the active state and uh, in the case of uh, caffeine is uh, the opposite, uh, the antagonism of uh, the uh, receptor conformation. And uh, in both cases, uh, actually, there is some kind uh, of uh, excitatory uh, effect resulting. Now, this uh, is uh, the case of uh, uh, nicotine and caffeine. Now, if you look at... Uh, uh, cocaine, as I said, it's uh, acting presynaptically and uh, it's not to block the transport of the neurotransmitter, as you can see here. The, the protein to which it's bound is um, a very complex uh, protein trans which has uh, many uh, transmembrane uh, helices, and this is uh, uh, the uh, structure of uh, this transporter. And, uh, you can uh, see here uh, clearly uh, that uh, the uh, cocaine block uh, 
the transport of, uh, of dopamine, and as a consequence of that, uh, there is uh, an accumulation of uh, the neurotransmitter, dopamine here, in the synaptic cleft, and uh, therefore uh, some kind of potentiation uh, of this particular type of synapse through the accumulation of the neurotransmitter. Uh, so uh, both uh, uh, cocaine, amphetamine, and uh, uh, compound related to them, uh, like modafinil, uh, in fact, uh, cause uh, some enhancement through uh, this uh, increase of uh, the local concentration of the neurotransmitter in the synaptic cleft. Now, I mentioned that the uh, general anesthetics uh, were, in fact, having a general depressing effect uh, in the whole brain compared to uh, uh, the uh, enhancers. And uh, their uh, study had, uh, again, uh, the uh, atomic level of uh, uh, receptors in, in the brain uh, have been uh, extensively studied, and uh, one can see here that, uh, contrary to uh, uh, what uh, caffeine or nicotine is uh, uh, is doing, these uh, compounds are blocking two special sites here, which are at the interface between the lipids uh, and protein. At the, at the level of these uh, sites, uh, they uh, modulate. Uh, the uh, activity of the receptor, and uh, here, for instance, in the case of the uh, inhibitory receptor, which is the receptor for gamma, they potentiate uh, these receptors, they potentiate inhibition, and uh, while uh, the um, cognitive enhancer uh, increase the excitation of the brain, here uh, they uh, block it and uh, cause, in fact, a, a general inhibition uh, at the level uh, of the cortex, uh, as we shall see now. To further understand um, the mode of action of, uh, uh, of uh, these uh, drugs, uh, one can explore uh, uh, their uh, action uh, globally at the uh, level of uh, uh, the human brain, and uh, in particular the states of the human mind. And uh, first of all, it is well known that uh, we may have, uh, uh, we may undergo uh, states of uh, uh, wakefulness uh, and sleep, which alter during day and night. And uh, these um, effects uh, are under the control of a, a set of neurons from uh, the uh, ascending reticular uh, formation here, uh, which uh, include uh, compounds, which are some of those I mentioned, norepinephrine, acetylcholine, and, and glutamate. These neurotransmitters contribute to the alternance of wakefulness and sleep, and um, this uh, manifests itself by uh, some kind of, uh, during uh, wakefulness, uh, an enhanced microcircuitry in uh, the neuron of the cerebral cortex uh, in relation with uh, those underlying the uh, cortex, which is the thalamus. So there is some kind of thalamocortical uh, oscillation which are taking place, uh, while uh, uh, during sleep uh, uh, they are uh, very different, slower 
uh, oscillation uh, which are taking place. Now, in addition to these uh, control of uh, uh, wakefulness and sleep, there are other uh, systems called reward uh, systems, which are, uh, for instance, uh, associated with uh, uh, circuits uh, including dopamine. And uh, here, uh, you can also see how these neurons can uh, innervate here the whole cerebral cortex and uh, alter uh, the state of uh, the human mind in uh, addition to uh, uh, the uh, wakefulness and sleep. So uh, the idea that uh, uh, has been proposed to uh, account for uh, uh, the uh, uh, general architecture of the uh, human mind is that in addition to these uh, vertical architectures, as you saw, these uh, uh, controlling the uh, wakefulness and sleep and reward, there are horizontal architectures which are concerned by the content of uh, uh, the uh, human mind or uh, what one is called, uh, if you wish, the content of consciousness. And uh, the idea is that there are some uh, neurons with uh, long-range axons which link uh, different territories of uh, uh, the cerebral cortex, uh, as you see here, which create some kind of uh, brain-scale uh, uh, network, and uh, uh, we call uh, this kind of network the global neuronal workspace with uh, uh, Stanislas Dehan and myself. And uh, here you can see that when uh, uh, you see uh, a brain imaging uh, of uh, a brain of uh, uh, some uh, person being uh, conscious and uh, awake, uh, you can see that uh, when uh, this person is uh, uh, looking at a word, reads a word, and there are uh, plenty of territories of uh, the cerebral cortex which are activated. And uh, when conditions are such that uh, uh, there is some non-conscious or uh, subliminal perception, then you can see that uh, the activation of this uh, global workspace uh, is uh, decreased. And uh, one uh, may view uh, the enhancement of uh, the uh, of the human brain due to, uh, at least in part, the uh, activation of this uh, global neuronal workspace. And uh, this uh, uh, is, uh, for instance, illustrated in the case of, uh, of uh, cocaine uh, uh, enhancement. And uh, <clears throat> here, if you look at uh, the uh, behavioral rating caused by cocaine infusion, you, uh, you see here the euphoria or rush which is called by uh, cocaine and uh, uh, as a, a, a consequence you see these uh, regions which are partly uh, some of them uh, I uh, illustrated in the previous slide which are uh, activated and uh, uh, you may do brain imaging under this condition and uh, see that uh, in addition to this uh, activation, uh, which uh, uh, involves in particular the cingulate uh, uh, cortex, and uh, there are reward circuits uh, which are also activated that you can see here on uh, this uh, 
slide and uh, what uh, you may even say that cocaine announcement is uh, some kind of overrunning of the uh, global neural workspace, uh, in particular by the uh, reward rush uh, circuits. So this uh, is uh, some kind with uh, some ignition which is taking place in the uh, situation of, for instance, ec ec ecstasy or uh, other uh, syndromes like the one of Stendhal in front of, the, uh, of a beautiful piece of art. Uh, so this uh, uh, situation uh, um, in the case of uh, cocaine uh, uh, may have at least some common points, even though it's uh, quite different from uh, the mechanism of enhancement by nicotine. And uh, here again, you can see that if uh, you scan uh, the, the brain um, in uh, uh, the presence of uh, uh, nicotine, uh, this is a placebo, you have this uh, enhanced uh, global workspace, uh, which is uh, uh, taking place. and. Uh, this is due to the uh, uh, activation of the nicotinic receptor in the frontal part, uh, in particular of the cerebral cortex, and uh, through the, some kind of disinhibition of the uh, principal neuron of the cerebral cortex, which are the pyramidal cells. This is again uh, manifesting itself by some kind of uh, enhancement of uh, uh, the activity of uh, uh, the global neural workspace. This is again an interpretation, but um, at least at this stage, this is what uh, one can propose. And now, in the case of general anesthesia, that's the reason why I, I insisted that uh, uh, one should include in this presentation general anesthesia compared to uh, enhancement is uh, that uh, in the, the case of their uh, EEG recordings, like electroencephalography, you can see that uh, uh, after uh, application of general anesthetics, you reach a state uh, which, uh, where you have a, a slow oscillation co compared to the wake state and, uh, and resemble to some extent the uh, the sleep kind of organization of the EEG. And uh, now again, looking at brain imaging, uh, you find that uh, here, instead of uh, enhancement of this uh, workspace, you see a decrease of uh, general activity of uh, uh, this uh, co cortical uh, global circuit uh, in contrast with uh, uh, the effect of uh, brain enhancers. Uh, one of the uh, difficulties of uh, using these drugs, as you may know, uh, even a danger, is that uh, uh, many of uh, the cognitive enhancers uh, lead to addiction and there to uh, an alteration of uh, uh, activity of the brain and, uh, for instance, of the prefrontal cortex uh, which I mentioned before, which in addicted subjects uh, uh, is down-regulated. Uh, last uh, uh, slide uh, concerns the enhancement and society. Uh, these um, uh, cognitive enhancers are, I just uh, uh, mentioned, uh, for instance, nicotine uh, can be used in uh, 
uh, in some patients which uh, have cognitive deficits, like Alzheimer and Parkinson's disease. Uh, now, uh, amphetamines can uh, uh, be used in adults with um, uh, ADHD symptoms, and uh, in particular in Chitoan uh, Ritalin, which is uh, somewhat uh, similar to cocaine. Now, there is, uh, of course, unfortunately, some military use, uh, like modafinil to keep soldiers awake in battlegrounds. Uh, also, captagon is used by uh, uh, the uh, terrorists from the jihad to uh, resist uh, fatigue and also have, uh, if I may say, some kind of loss of judgment. And uh, there were also many... Uh, Uh, studies which were done in, uh, quite a while ago about uh, uh, some kind of behavioral engineering of uh, 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 humans for the development of mind-controlling drugs. Last uh, but not least, uh, one should have in mind the issue of transhumanism and the augmented uh, uh, human brain. Uh, and I think this is some kind of utopia to artificially Uh, improve the uh, human brain to make it uh, better uh, than uh, the uh, normal brain, then, uh, of course, uh, uh, the risk uh, is uh, to um, have these uh, uh, dangers of uh, chronic drug treatments, including uh, addiction and uh, many alterations uh, which uh, accompany the uh, Uh, use of these drugs. So, as uh, uh, Andrew Russell was saying, this uh, simply manifests uh, the immaturity of uh, people from the Silicon Valley to uh, uh, believe that they are uh, going actually uh, going to improve uh, globally uh, the possibility of the human brains. Thank you very much. You've been listening to a podcast by University of California Television. For more information about this program or UCTV, visit us online at uctv.tv.